0: Welcome to Crucible of Worlds, an actual play podcast where I'm not crying, you're crying. We begin with some history. Chapter 4. The Rule of High King Bjork. High King Bjork, first of her name, took the throne in the winter of 2125 after the death of her mother, much-beloved Astrid Battleborn. King Björk assumed control of the kingdom in the midst of an economic recession and a religious crisis. Trade with the eastern city-states of Halfrex and Nierenich had grown stagnant during Astrid's rule and the kingdom's main source of revenue came from the trade of pillaged goods and slaves from the West. Björk's decision to ban the slave trade and halt military expeditions into the lands controlled by bandits exacerbated the kingdom's financial ruin and, to keep her government afloat, she borrowed heavily from the Church of Terrapur and increased taxes on the lower classes. The most excessive and troubling part of Bjork's reign came only a week after she assumed the throne. Following a private conference between the Pope of Terrapur, the Dean of St. Barris University, the Chair for the Center of Astrobiology and Extraterrestrial Studies, and High King Björk herself, Björk began a brutal purge reminiscent of her mother's rise to power. It is unknown what may have triggered this reaction. In December of 2125, Björk ordered the imprisonment and execution of all members of the Center for Astrobiology and Extraterrestrial Studies, and she had the Library of St. Barris burned to the ground. The study of all things related to space and the invasion has been banned ever since, and the ruins of the library remain as a reminder of the perils of heresy. The purge, as Bjork's actions came to be called, enraged the lower classes and, in conjunction with high taxation, poor living conditions, and an influx of newly freed slaves into Tafelnir's slums, the peasants and poor soon rebelled against her, The bread riots of 2126 were subdued only by the intervention of the king's army. After the leaders of the rebellion were publicly executed, no other challenges to her rule have arisen, although simmering resentment remains. From 2126 to 2132, Björk has revitalized trade with Niernik, Halfrex, and Ridari by subsidizing the costs of shipbuilding and providing grants for the establishment of commercial hubs. She is credited with founding the crossing and sending the army to build a stable bridge to Ridari, thus linking all major settlements to the capital. The economy has slowly improved during this period of growth and stability. However, the luxury goods and tech, which used to be brought in from the west, are no more. York has also supported the expansion of the Church of Terra Pure's mandate, sending priests out to small settlements and city-states. She provided the funds for the construction of monuments and totems to ward against evil along the major trade routes, and has supported the construction of churches in Rydari, Halfryx, and near Nick. She has also granted the Church the power to run its own trials and to persecute heretics as it sees fit. In 2127, the Inquisition be- began public trials to root out corruption and sedition with a mandate in all the settlements of the Kingdom. Their use of violence is sanctioned by the King. Long may she reign.
1: Last Time On Haven, Angelica struggled to find a way to secure Kat's cooperation in the assassination of Admiral James Alazan while Kat came face to face with the very man that she has been asked to help kill. Years later, having attracted the attention of the Inquisition, our grounded heroes were forced to flee the sanctuary of Leia's home, as Terrapure Acolytes descended upon it in a feather. Escape seemed hopeless until Lydia, an old friend, intervenes and helps them reach the harbor. Join them as they explore the mysteries of the worlds below. Dog? The dog. <laughs> Did yeah. you call it the
2: dog? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm
0: pretty sure you I thinking.
2: changed the name a couple times while I was writing it, but I think I ended up on dog too.
1: Yeah. Dog yeah. Wait, I, I mean, what's our scene for coming
0: down to Earth? Oh, yeah. I think it fades from the greenery. I think there's like a, a kind of fogginess that develops until the greenery kind of covers the screen. Uh, and we see from this, the view of a forest looking out onto the river trees materialize again but they're con- conifers and firs and mm. pine trees of the yeah. of the ground the old looking, Canadian
1: boreal <laughs>
0: yeah and they're looking out onto a massive river with a tiny boat in the middle tiny boat tiny boat a tiny which boat. I had
2: named it haven Two for a little while in the yeah. writing of the document nice. but I think dog two stuck <laughs> I like that <laughs> okay do I so,
1: pull this rope
2: no, no, Angelica, sit down. Don't touch anything.
1: But I saw you pulling nope, this rope earlier.
2: But only... Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so Wait, wait, don't pull this rope. No. Nope. How about that oh one? Oh, my. Stars, I just want to be helpful.
2: Stars above and below. Anywhere there are stars. Please help me. Get it through to Angelica. This child of you. <laughs> Angelica, star child, don't pull those ropes unless I tell
1: you to. <sighs> but it's so boring. I can't have nothing to do, Cass. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Isn't it great?
1: <laughs> she starts pacing the deck.
2: <laughs> it's not a very large deck. Why don't you go look at the maps again or something?
1: I've looked at them so many times, I can tell you where we're going in my sleep.
2: Why don't you take a nap then? Then I can, you can tell me in your sleep, and i want not to have to talk to you. <laughs>
1: That's very rude.
2: Um, oh, Angelica, uh, actually, if you could pull that rope. Oh, that one right there. This one right yeah, on here? Yeah, pull that one. Okay, I, I'm yep, having trouble pulling. with Yeah, oh, keep okay, pulling. yeah. No, you're going to have moving. to just... Yeah, perfect. Hold it right there. Just but, keep pulling it and hold it. But it's tied to a knot on the edge of the side of the <laughs> uh-huh, boat. but it's really important that you keep pulling on it. I, I think... Are you sure, Kat? Yes. I feel like you're
1: just... Okay. Well, because the
2: tension on the line after you pull, makes sure there's tension on the line all the way up. So it's super important that you keep pulling it. But
1: there's a there's a knot.
2: Nope, keep pulling. Okay. The knot could slip. Really important that you keep pulling. Okay, thanks, Angelica. Okay, bye. Cat <laughs> just starts like loudly singing badly, so that she can't hear it. What song
0: are you singing? Goose, 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 goose. goose, 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 goose. <laughs> Excellent. Very
2: good. No, she learned all the words to Owl Song, but she can only remember the tune of Goose's. So she's singing goose. Owl Song to Goose's tune.
1: <laughs> Which was tuneless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: really kind of so it takes you at least a few days. I want to do some short scenes in those few days of you guys on the boat. And the first scene I want to set is the first night at sea. The waters are kind of calm. You're moving with the current towards the ocean. The sky above is absolutely cloudless. It's a beautiful night. You can see all the stars, and you can see just black water, and the moon is lighting up the river.
1: Would I be able to know what the orbital path of Haven is?
0: Oh, dang. You can do... That would be a check. You know what? If you just do an IQ check... We'll see if you can pick out Haven in the stars.
1: I don't. <laughs> okay.
0: Can you do me a history check?
1: Okay. <laughs> um, I have a navigation boss. I
2: want to right. do... Can I do one too? An yes. IQ check? Yeah.
1: Eight. I'm pretty sure I do pass my history of the cataclysm. Did I, you do? I passed my, my IQ. In, yeah, I passed my history.
0: Okay. Angelica, you remember from the history textbooks in your education on Haven that Earth is surrounded by debris, by the debris of an industrial and a post-industrial society. Orbiting Earth are satellites, dozens and dozens, if not thousands, of satellites and the debris from space stations. The ISS, long since destroyed, is in a million pieces around the Earth. You see small meteors that constantly graze the sky as this debris rains down, even 80 years after the invasion, and it looks... This is a destruction that is beautiful. And Kat, you don't know that Earth is surrounded by the remnants of an old society. But you know that there's one star in the sky that is bigger than all the others and that is mm. flashing like a satellite. Aww. <laughs> and it occurs to you that Soos is maybe not so far away. Kat blows a kiss. Angelica, look!
2: I think that's... The, did you see it? That
1: was that was Haven.
2: Yeah, did you see it blinking?
1: <sighs> it's so strange to see it again. It seems very distant right now. It seems
2: very small. How did we fit all those people on it?
1: <laughs> well, it, it's perspective, Kat. I guess so.
2: <laughs> people have so much more space here, though. Like, look at this. Imagine- I could just be here and I wouldn't- I could walk for a while and never see anybody.
1: Angelica points out one of the shooting stars. Cat, uh, you know that uh, one of the old traditions of the people of Earth was to make wishes on rocks as they burnt up in the atmosphere?
2: There are a lot of them. Did they get a lot of
1: wishes? I don't know. I think it's worth trying, though.
2: I wish Dog was here.
1: <laughs> I wish I could see my father again.
0: Which seems pretty stupid now. <laughs> it's not stupid. As you're watching these stars, you see them kind of glittering through the night sky. And it occurs to you after a while that the stars are being reflective in the black water that you're sailing across. But after a while, it seems that they're not just being reflected, like there's something mirroring the stars in the water. And there are these bright spots of light That are drifting closer to the surface. I do a biology check. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. You rush to the side of the boat and Mm -hmm. peer across and you recognize little undulating blips of moonlit jellyfish glowing in the water. Gross. I love it! (laughs) Gross. My children! Sophie Wolven yells, "Yeah,
2: <laughs> from somewhere on the Earth." <laughs> I killed him.
0: <laughs> um, can you both do a perception check? I mm-hmm. believe I
1: can.
2: I just want to say that up above, um, even though the ISS has been destroyed, we see a beautifully constructed arm with the grabby hand that was <gasps> built. It was built so well that it could not be destroyed. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> the one thing that has the survived. The one thing that could not. Canada arm. The,
2: the Canada arm.
1: <laughs> We're from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't. I do.
0: You aren't interested in the jellyfish, but you <laughs> see something large beneath the water.
1: Larger so than the jellyfish.
0: Much larger than the jellyfish. A long tendril breaks the water, and it's like a long, black, silky appendage. And as it lifts out of the water, you see the underside is coated in small suckers. That are glowing Cat. like the jellyfish. Oh, God. <laughs> and it gracefully rises above the boat and then slips down and lands across the deck with actually a fairly delicate thump.
2: Uh, okay. Kat does a biology check on how likely it is that several can survive in fresh water. <laughs> no, she does a biology check. Actually, she does a bioengineering check. Okay. Yeah, um, she does. Seven, eight to my 12
0: it's hard to tell with the appendage being the only thing out of the water but it doesn't necessarily seem bioengineered okay it kind of moves slowly along the deck like it's looking for something Mm -hmm. it's waving and undulating and it encounters maybe like the wall of the little ship's cabin and flinches back from it and then sweeps across the rest of the deck getting slowly closer to where the two of you are standing Cat
2: throws, like, an apple at it. What are our food stores?
0: <laughs> yeah, you can have an apple.
2: Yeah, I toss an apple, like, roll it across the deck towards the arm.
0: Yeah. Uh, do a uh, dex check. Yes. Okay. Very much. Five, six. You toss this apple, and the apple hits it in one of the little suckers. The tentacle immediately recoils rapidly and flings back into the water oh. with an enormous splash.
1: And quickly for the cabin cat.
0: Uh, get, get, pulled. get the sails tight. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. If you want to do that really quickly, you have yeah. to do a sailing check. Yep. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Six again. You quickly rope in the sails just as a large dark object rises <laughs> out of the ocean and you see a single glowing eye oh, god. look towards the cabin before the creature slips back into the <laughs> black water oh
1: god what was that
0: it's probably best if
2: we don't ever find out i'm
1: gonna have nightmares about this at <laughs> years it.
2: that's definitely not
1: a dog
0: next day you're passing along the coastline and you see a kind of way station that's been built. There aren't a lot of beaches anymore. You don't pass white sandy beaches. A lot of that was eroded during the mid-21st century. But you pass a sort of dock and it has the colors of the king on it. It looks like kind of a way station for travelers to stop and stretch their legs on land. How do we don't...
1: On land? On land? Okay, so this, yeah. this is like a little spot to just stop. Just a little
0: in. dock with a little shack, and
1: I, I just to set the scene. By the way, since that that cephalopod sighting, mm-hmm. uh, Angelica did not sleep. <laughs> she was just like she had her gun out, and she was just like crouched on top of the on top of the deck. By the way, wherever is like she's got the best view, and has just been hunting the water yeah. for the sea, like. Anything.
0: Yeah, you're exhausted, but you don't see anything else.
1: Yeah. yeah I, Jokes I,
0: aside, Cat has
2: been showing Angelica how to sail. Okay. Because Cat th- doesn't want to not sleep again. Fair. <laughs> so, like, we've been taking it in turns. I think. Yeah. Okay. But it's fair if during Cat's turn you're still awake. <laughs>
1: 100% solo. Like, okay. Yeah, I don't know that she'd be, like, more perceptive for anything as a result. Just that's that's where she's at.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, if I'll... anything, she's probably, like, cat. Can we some dry land for a little bit?
2: But how fast can messengers go? It looks like this thing, whoever's here works for the king. We're kind of... I mean... Number one on the list.
1: We could disguise ourselves.
2: That's gone really well in the past.
0: So I want to set the scene that this is literally just a small dock and a shack. You can't see in the shack, but that's that's all there is.
1: Do we have any need to stop? Like, do, are we low on supplies? Are we...
0: Uh, I, I don't want to play the supplies game. Yeah. But you can stop if you want to stretch your legs and look around. I
2: mean... it's. We, it's also, we could also stop, and if they have heard of us, then we know that we really need to avoid kingdom people from now on. And if they haven't, maybe not.
1: No, it's a fair point. I don't want to take the risk. Honestly, I feel like I've taken enough risks as is.
2: What if, like, I stay on the boat, you go check out the shack? We just...
1: And that's a good plan because... Because the dock's,
2: like, ten feet long, and I think you can run ten feet.
1: Oh, I see. You keep the boat ready, of yes. course. Yes. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Why would we take this risk, Kat?
2: Okay. Let's go. What if they have, like, anti-octopus guns?
1: That's a very good reason.
2: (laughs) Maybe they know what that was and how to avoid it. That's a
1: very good reason.
2: All right, we dock.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you keep the boat running? No, we both get off. Okay. Uh, So you walk across this short dock. Mm -hmm. It looks fairly weathered. It's creaky. You approach the shack.
2: Kat's like walking sideways, though, so she has one eye on the boat. Okay. She leaves Avery with the boat. Okay. Yell very loudly if someone tries to steal
0: it. (laughs) Kaka! Okay. Um, So I guess you knock on the door of the shack. Mm -hmm. The door opens, and it's just a small room. There are a couple of bunks. There's uh, a ledger in the corner where people can write down their names if they've been here. Some people have written names, some haven't. Um, there's no one here. Oh. oh. Behind the shack, there's a small trail that leads over a tiny hill. Like a walking tiny path. A little hill. A little baby hill. How yeah.
1: very adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Would you call it a mole hill?
2: Uh, Don't make a mountain out of it, Colt.
1: Uh, of course. <laughs> Um, Cat Angelica. signs her name. <laughs> oh, I was okay. going to say, yeah, reads the, reads the ledger.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only name you recognize is Harold, who was the ship's captain you spoke to a month ago. Oh. He signed his name. Oh. There are other names from... Uh,
2: Did anyone leave, like, notes?
0: No, people just kind of are recording their names when they mm. pass by. Some people have left little messages beside their name, like, Good luck, Tricky Waters on the 17th. Yeah, mm. I was
1: going to say Angelica signs not her name, but she writes, nobody told us about the octopus. (laughs) Why didn't you tell us about the octopus?
2: And then Kat signs underneath and says like, I liked the jellyfish. (laughs) Very good, good reviews. (laughs) 10 out of 10 would sail again.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Two out of 10, no, (laughs) No, nope,
0: bad. So you can see there's a forest like far in the distance, but there's, if you go, if you're looking out from the shack, there's this tiny hill with a little walking path. And there's no trees, immediately. There's trees far in the distance. If you want to, you can look over the walking path.
2: Cat goes up the
0: hill. Okay. What you see is a patch of blasted land, like you saw in the west. There are no structures on this. There's nothing alien. There's just whiteness in a massive field, and it's kind of scorched a straight line as far as the eye can see. But just before the scorched earth, there's a totem, like you saw outside of Felhamir. Hmm. And by the totem is a small wooden sign. Well, I go read the sign.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd be following it at this point, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, someone has carved onto the sign. Never forget the billions who once were. What the invaders took, the, er- the earth shall regrow. We remember the people who lost their lives here.
2: I'm gonna use our little science kit to check the blasted area. I think I did this last time too, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it here too.
0: What do you want to check for?
2: Uh, I'm gonna check radiation, mm-hmm. and I think I tried to dig, yeah, but didn't get anywhere. I want to dig again and see how far down it goes. Okay. The like I like I'm just basically gonna like with my hands like oh, okay. do like this, and if I can't get. Yeah, like if it's really deep, then I know it's really deep, you know, like...
0: Yeah, the powdery, ashy soil kind of goes down as far as you okay. dig. If you wanted to spend, like, the entire day with a shovel... No. But I don't think you have a shovel.
2: No, or no. the entire day. I have places to be.
0: Yeah, you could do a biology check to use the science kit. Today.
2: Yeah! Yeah. 8, 9, 10,
0: 11, 12, 13. No! Okay. I don't, biology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems kind of similar mm-hmm. to the previous Blasted Patch. I forget which buttons to press on the science machine. <laughs> yes.
1: Sorry, is this one... Uh, like when we were talking about Blasted Patch, there was the circle of ash yeah. around the first alien ship that we found. Yeah. Then there was the ash in the air around Toronto. Yeah. Um, is this also perfectly circular? No. Or is it, this it's a line? This
0: is like a line. Okay. Um, um, like probably the distance of a football field. But it forms a line to the horizon where something has just completely obliterated everything.
1: Uh, like something crash-landed? or
0: You could do a perception check to look for skid marks or something. Sure. You or already- like a laser beam?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think...
0: Is this yeah. what
2: forensics would be? I don't
1: have like that Like, what forensics. happened here?
2: Yeah. Because I have forensics. Yeah, go Wait, that forensics? yeah I got, got it. Because yeah. I thought it would be useful at the camp. Because I did a bunch of checks that tried to figure out forensics, and so after it I was like, I have forensics now. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Because I I tried and failed.
0: I match it. Neat. 13. So it doesn't look like a crash landing or a skid mark. It doesn't look like a machine came in and did anything. There's no obvious like scours in the earth. It's fairly flat. It just looks like something obliterated everything into this white powder. Some kind of laser beam, probably.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny. They were saying that all things regrow, but clearly this is not...
0: Let's start on Haven. Um, let's say a few days after the previous session, we need to figure out um Seuss's move to Hydroponics or if how that happens. Angelica, you let's say you have the codes to Hydroponics. Liza sends them to you in the morning with a little note and she's got a heart on it. It says, Love Liza, and it's got the security <laughs> codes. Oh, Liza for that space of the hydroponics that is broken down
1: is it encoded in binary hearts of different colors (laughs) yes it is beautiful the paper is perfumed
0: (laughs) she dots (laughs) the binary the perfume is the code
1: (laughs) oh my gosh that'd be such a good like cypher it's
2: It's it has to be one species of orchid is the
1: (laughs) 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 cypher for the hydroponics Idea so much (laughs) anyways impossible
0: anyways (laughs) what do you do once you have the codes
1: uh, well, I believe that I'd sent a message to Kat saying we need to talk about Sue's at some point, which you'd responded with, Kay.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, because previously you'd already said that you were not interested in helping anymore because of the potential collateral. Yes. So I think uh, you would eventually receive a date and a time in a message.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it. Oh, and a little star
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think we were all waiting for the yeah. clarification It's
2: like a date and a time that's all
1: well yes that's that you that's what you would get <laughs> has no idea where to go
0: <laughs> okay now do a do an iq
2: check <laughs> no she has to figure it out she would a hundred percent go because we last time you were like we should the first place she would go there yeah so to the room we had yeah. a
1: discussion about like we would meet in this room
2: yeah okay so <laughs> I'm not gonna secure. do that because she yeah. knows this. <laughs> Just because Sophie forgot doesn't mean I feel that Kat like forgot.
0: Cat would need an IQ of like eight to miss it at this point. Yes, her IQ is actually quite high, so she's just so clueless. So clueless. Okay, so you know when I know where to go. Angelica yes. wants to meet you.
2: Yes, I
1: do that. Okay. Oh, you, you see? So okay. Yes. Okay. Um,
2: just because I like at this point, like she's had this fight with Seuss, I don't know. She's probably avoided him since then. Like, yeah.
0: Let's let's talk about the silence in your apartment. Yeah. I think maybe Seuss is not saying a lot to you. He's also just not eating a lot, doing a lot. He's kind of set aside some of the projects he works on. He does a lot of repairs for people in the underdecks. And you see kind of scrapped radio parts, like an iPod that he's given up on. And he doesn't really try to do a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah, and I don't know that Kat's doing anything either. Like, I think she, like, goes to the apartment. I think she's spending a lot of her time just wandering. Like, maybe looking for inspiration. But, like, when she's in the house, like, she's not trying to make it airtight. Like, she's kind of doesn't know what to do.
0: Both of you are a bit lost.
2: Yeah, she doesn't know what to do and she doesn't know what to say. To okay. Seuss. and so I think Angelica's message seems like fate at like coming at that exact moment.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you go to the room where the two of you met. Uh, I think it was three years previously. Mm-hmm. Was it three years? Pre-
1: no, the, the the room that had a where where she had said there is a steam vent leak, where oh. we would had that whole discussion oh, about the uh,
0: right because oh. that,
1: that was the room she had said like. I've checked, and there are no cameras, mm, yeah. there are no ways yeah. to be recorded here. Uh, unless it is that room that we first met at, but I, I think that... I think we abandoned that first room. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's okay. Okay. So, yeah, you go to the room.
1: Would you have arrived before me, or after?
0: I don't know. What, like... <laughs>
2: Is Angelica the kind who would be like, I'm here early?
1: Well, the fact that you've kept her waiting for the last few right. times, she probably arrives like a good five or ten <laughs> minutes late.
2: Yeah. Cat's already in there then.
1: Okay. Um,
2: like, just like tapping, like checking the walls, like checking the vents, like just... <laughs> Is she hiding somewhere?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Inside the closet. behind a box. No. Uh, okay.
1: So she walks in. Hair. (laughs) With hair. (laughs) Cat. Very kind of you to join me this time.
2: Angelica. I got your message.
1: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, we need to talk.
2: I imagined you wanted to talk.
1: I suppose that is self-evident, given that we're both here. Ah, I need to understand your decision with regards to this, um, this collateral which you mentioned.
2: This, what we're doing, is dangerous. And if anything, any hint of it comes out, it's not going to only be us that get affected.
1: of of course not, but... You knew that this would be dangerous when I said this the first time. This isn't going to be a, oh, just off the Admiral and it's, it's done like that. We, this is, needs to be thought through and planned and strategized so that it never comes back to us.
2: But even if it doesn't come back to us, someone's going to be blamed. They're going to try and figure out what possible scenario could have caused it. And someone who was in the wrong place at the wrong time, like Henry is going to get hurt.
1: I mean, of course, but with the Admiral and the condition that he is these days, a man of so little wit, drunk and in a stupor half of his days, it could have been an accident. I don't know that there would necessarily be blame for a man so far gone down the path to that light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak.
2: Sometimes people don't have control over their own path, though. And, like, while Angelica was saying this, Kat looked, like, really sad for a second. (laughs) Like, she just, like, was really sad having seen Alzan like that. Oh, yeah.
1: So you won't help me, then?
2: I'll help you, but only... Only if I can make sure that absolutely no one gets hurt. And I don't think that's possible.
1: I was going to say, I won't lie to you, Kat. That is not a promise that I can make. But what I can promise you is that things don't change. People will continue to get hurt. People like Henry will continue to be targeted. People of the lower decks will continue to be... Treated as nothing more than dissenters and a mob, which I know you are not. I've spent time with you. I've spent time with your friends, your people. It's... if nothing changes, people will get hurt. Sues will get hurt.
2: I just... I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I can't keep them safe. Nothing I do can keep anyone safe, so how can I know that this will keep people safe?
1: I'm going to try to become Admiral.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I thought. Nagata?
1: Well, I don't. Cat, the underdeck can vote.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Will they?
1: They need the opportunity to. Do You don't believe that after all they've been through over the past month and, and more, that they wouldn't want to change?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably.
1: Kat, I can, I can offer that. I can at least offer you the possibility of that. But you need to help me remove James Alazan so that I have the opportunity to take his place. I can't promise that it will work. Nagata is a force to be reckoned with. But it's, it's all I can do.
2: You have to swear that if I help you with this, that you will do everything in your power to keep the underdeck safe. I... Otherwise, I will tell everyone everything.
1: <laughs> that is a promise I can keep, Kat. In fact, I can even prove it to you, maybe more personally, and this is closer, closer to home, but this is a small first step towards showing you that I do care and that I really want the best for your kind, our kind, all of us together. And she hands you the little slip of paper with the decoded code.
0: <laughs>
2: She's like, Kat's not going to be able to figure
1: this out on her own.
0: It smells really good. Oh. Is that... A white orchid.
1: It is, in fact.
2: Hmm. Very, Thank very you for this white note. white orchid paper. I'll keep it forever.
1: Cat. The numbers on that piece of paper are the code to the hydroponics bay A, subsection C, kale, marijuana, and dandelions.
2: <laughs> that 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 one's closed down. Why would I? It's offline.
1: Well, I imagine you can bring it off offline.
2: Most people agree that's called online.
1: (laughs) I don't know why you're being pedantic with me.
2: (laughs) What am I supposed to do with an online grow more kale? Do you want kale?
1: (laughs) Henry had said something about, um, air quality be affected by the uh, number of plants in a room. And I I didn't really follow it myself. I, I,
2: cat like looks like someone just like slapped her like she's like oh oh shit
1: i know it's not much and it's only one person but hopefully one person is the first step towards everyone
2: i have to go of course where do you go right to immediately there
0: okay
2: i guess well i guess she'd wait until no one else is in the hydroponics lab
0: let's say there's a there's a way you can get in yeah like where you're not necessarily seen by everyone who's she like has a
2: way through the vents or something yeah yeah Yeah. um she Mm -hmm. heads there immediately and spends like however long it takes to get it up and running like she doesn't sleep (laughs) there's
0: a montage of cat just Moving plants, setting yeah. things up, watering. Yeah,
2: yeah. And she like blacks out the windows. I think like she probably keeps like the lower half blacked out, but the upper half is open or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. But like she doesn't want people to know
1: that she's in there necessarily. Yeah. Is Do there you- like danger radiation tape? That yeah. You just like layered on the window.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm imagining it takes like maybe a week during which yeah. she barely sleeps.
0: <laughs> I think. It's possible, too, that Angelica might help with donations of furniture or things to make this... Do you make this a space to live in?
2: Like, maybe what happens is that Kat leaves for, like, two hours of sleep, and she comes back and there's, like, a bed. And, like, she's not entirely sure how it got in there.
1: Yeah, maybe. I I feel like it would be very difficult at this point Mm. to move large objects anywhere near the interface between the upper and lower decks yeah possibly um especially since it's a close-off section
0: yeah yeah
1: maybe you do find that like security patrols around the area are reduced okay. or like that there are more holes and
2: yeah
1: the, the the it would be a softer kind of help than it than a yeah than a bed.
2: and actually i don't know i think kat like i think she gets the hydroponics people in on it mm-hmm. like i don't it depends on if the managers are, like, like managers from the upper deck who yeah. run the hydroponics, or if they're lower deckers who, like, are on the same page.
0: Your manager is a lower decker. Okay. I don't uh, think we ever gave her a name. Yeah. She's, she's made appearances before. Manager. manager.
2: Manager. Manager. You know. Mandy. Miss manager. <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> Mandy yeah. the manager.
0: So she, if you fill her in on it... Yeah. Yeah, she... Well, as long as you have the codes, Cat, I, I, I assume you got those legitimately, of course. Of course. I'm happy to... You know what? I've got an extra cot in my office. I can, I can rustle up some pillows. Mm-hmm. That would be great.
1: Does this mean that I can grow my weed again?
2: No. <laughs> oh. Here, Kat- listen, Dylan, I'll give you rows three to six... On the upper section of my radish area. You know, best light? Three to eight. Th- oh. Three to seven and half of eight.
1: <sighs> you drive a hard car. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm, in, I'm in.
2: you have to help me bring the dining table and chairs up there.
1: Oh, it's so heavy, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Just... The only person she doesn't tell is Seuss.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Describe this room to me when it's done.
2: Um, I think, cause it's just like one big open room. I think she's like, so obviously she's like filled it with plants. So it's like up the walls, like on the ceiling. Like she's got the hydroponics, like benches, hanging trellises, things all over it. Um, it's got like blindingly bright lights during the daytime, uh, and a view out onto the hydroponics lab. And then... Like, there's, like, a bed in one corner and a bed in another corner that's, like, separated by, like, a divider of plants, basically. Vines? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's, like, a living space on the other half of the room. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. I think...
0: It sounds beautiful.
2: It's so beautiful. <laughs> that's the living space. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: what do you do when it's done?
2: Uh, she, like, gets everyone in the hydroponics lab to, like, kind of, like, stand along the route from the apartment to the hydroponics lab, just in case. Okay. <laughs> and she, like, goes to the house and she's like, all right, Seuss. Seuss. Seuss.
0: <laughs> Seuss is, uh, kind of sitting at the table poking at some food and... Looks at you and doesn't really say anything. Uh, so, Seuss, um,
2: I was thinking, uh, do you want to go for a walk? What? What are you talking about? Well,
0: Where? Around the room?
2: No, it's been a while since we tried to get further and i thought we could try getting further today
0: oh yeah (laughs) yeah i I wanted i want to try
2: okay but but you're gonna have to like we're gonna go for distance today (laughs) oh
0: okay okay yeah
2: i want to we're gonna like gonna you gotta really take it Easy, so that we can get as far as possible.
0: Help me with my mask.
2: Okay, and she, like, gets him set up with his mask and everything. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> so he, he leans on your arm. And oh. I think,
2: like, as we, like, step out, I'm gonna... <clears throat> it's fine. <laughs> as we step out, like, every, like, five or ten feet or so, that's, like, where people are. And, like, as we start walking, like, they follow us. So there's, like, gonna be a huge gang by the time we get there.
0: (laughs) Kat, what are... Dylan, what are you doing here?
1: You're doing doing great, bud. You're doing real good.
2: Oh. And they're, like, helping her carry him as he's, like, walking.
0: Yeah. I think as, especially once he passes that, you know, the the five mark Mm -hmm. from the last excursion, it gets harder for him. Mm -hmm. He walks more slowly. Mm -hmm. He breathes heavily. People kind of take turns stepping in Mm. and helping him along the hallway.
2: And I think at like a certain point, like he can't walk anymore. And so people like pick him up. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And you see a lot of people in that crowd. You see Sparrow stepping in and she does a little nod downwards. (laughs) And you see some of the people who hang around Joanna stepping, like big strong people who take turns carrying Zeus as he... Gasps a little harder, and Mm. a little harder.
2: And as we like, as it looks like that, it's like he's going to like maybe start having like real issues. Like people start like they run him.
0: Yeah, like we're running. The crowd moves faster and faster until it's like all of the underdecks is moving together to the hydroponics. (laughs) Uh huh. And then you reach the hydroponics, and Suze's eyes are kind of fluttering and his breathing is very ragged.
2: And we like get him into the room and like close the door and it's just like me and him with everyone like outside at the windows (laughs) as the like, it pressurizes and like all the oxygen.
0: Seuss takes a few deep breaths and after a few deep breaths he reaches up and takes off his mask (laughs) and his eye is open again and he sits up very slowly around this enormous room filled with plants and he says Cat what did you do Cat? What is this
2: place? Uh, I, I thought it might be home.
0: Yeah Cat I, I feel like this is the first time that and he stands up and looks around the room and people outside start Clapping, I'm cheering. Oh, he says, I feel alive again.